again. It is an honor to celebrate our kids this morning. Woo! How beautiful was that worship? It always gets me every time they get down to meet Jesus. It's so beautiful. We are super excited for today. And I thought, what better way to kickstart off this morning than to talk about a couple wins that we've had in kids' life. Before I get into that, I have to say a huge thank you to Pastor Chitty, because without him, without his tenderness and his heart to love children, we wouldn't get to do this today. And so I love that our pastor loves children so much. I love you, Pastor Chitty. So I want to bring it back all the way to August. When we first started back, we had COVID going on. I mean, we were still in COVID, but it was like the pre before everything was going on. And so we had our first Kids Life service at the end of August. And boy, did I have too much energy to know what to do with that I think I scared some of our kids away because I was so excited to meet them. (laughs) But it was a fantastic Sunday. And what I wanted to hit on was that we introduced some of the worship that you kind of experienced this morning. And it was a little bit new and a little bit more than maybe they're used to. I wasn't sure, but we, I invited them to come down to the front to sing and dance with me. And when I tell you it was an absolute ghost town, I was the only one at the front worshiping like a crazy person, like you saw today, like we did the moves today. And it was a whirlwind. I was like, okay, Lord, nobody wants to move. <laughs> nobody's touching, we're six feet apart, how are we gonna worship you today? Um, And not even a month later, I would say even three weeks later, the kids now make a beeline down to the front of the auditorium and worship God with their hands up like this and don't look back for a second. And so I gotta say our God worked so fast that our kids made a huge turnaround and now it's become one of our favorite things to do in kids' life like you saw today. So that was a huge win. Another one, we have had five salvations from Kids Life Junior all the way up to Kids Life. Yeah, amen. Amen. And this is even better, not even better, but this is just another icing on the cake. We have had 14 kids get baptized, y'all. 14 kids. Is that not amazing? And we still have more coming. I think we have two next week, and God is just God has just been so faithful in our, in our kids' life, and we're just so grateful for his movement. Our volunteer team is absolutely amazing. Can we give it up for those in the yellow shirts today? We love you. Yeah. We couldn't do this without you. We couldn't do it without you. And I hope you enjoyed our little blooper video this morning. It's, it was so fun to make those. So I wanted to share a little bit of a blooper of my own. So one Sunday, I, what I love about kids' ministry is that you can be so deep into the message, right? You can be like sharing how God is amazing and God is powerful and the Holy Spirit's falling and amen and all this good stuff is happening. Then you see a kid raise their hand. You think, oh yes, they're gonna add to the story. Then you call them and they say, can I go to the bathroom? And you have like a split second to make a decision. Am I going to go with this or am I going to ignore it and just hold it? But I decided to be nice that day. And so I said, oh, it gets better. I said, oh, at any time, anyone who needs to go to the bathroom can go to the bathroom. Y'all, every single kid in that auditorium got up and went to the bathroom. I was like, I, I just, I busted out laughing. I was like, well... I'll never do that again, as I corral all the kids to come, to come back to their seat. I mean, I'm learning too, as much as they are, and it's been so much fun. And so for our last and final celebration, I want to invite up my friend, Pastor Frank. Come on, Pastor Frank! Woo! 
<laughs> I love you. So if you didn't know, the kids have been raising money for his BGMC, BGMC, for his Belize trip. The goal was if they raised $2,000 by June, I would get slimed, all right? They did that. So we upped that and we said, okay, Pastor Mike said, if they raise another 2,000, bless your soul, <laughs> that I would get slimed too. And they did that too. They did better than that. They raised $6,000 for Pastor Frank's trip. Woo! So he's getting... Uh -huh. He's getting slime too, y'all. We're all getting it together. Yeah, yeah I got no, green your, slime for you. No, Bright green. Take my place. No, no, that wasn't Thank the deal. You, Adam. God bless that wasn't you. the deal. Wow. He made it so. Well, listen. I want to say thank you. Um, to see you guys. Hey, you've all gotten so old. <laughs> like when I left, you were like five. I come back, <laughs> you're 15. It's just really weird. Then fine arts. I'm going. Who is that on the stage? Is that who I think it is? No, they're so old. No, I'm just so old. I just wanted to read something to you guys from the Bible, and I'm going to change the scripture because it speaks to my heart about you all. $6,000. That's amazing. Yeah. Let me read to you what it says in the Bible. Now, I'm going to change some words, so forgive me. You yourselves also know, Christian lifers... <laughs> that at the first preaching of the gospel after I left Christian life, no church shared with me in the manner of giving and receiving except you alone. For even in Costa Rica, you sent a gift more than once for my needs. Not that I seek the gift itself, but I seek the profit which increases to your account. But I have received everything in full and have an abundance. I am amply supplied having received from Pastor Bella what you have sent, a fragrant aroma, an acceptable sacrifice pleasing to God. And here's what the Bible says. And my God shall supply all your need according to his riches Amen. and glory in Christ Jesus. Now to our God and Father be the glory forever and ever. Amen. And I saw that verse lived out in you guys. $6,000. Yeah. I'm going like, so when I'm in Costa Rica, I, I told the people, I said, you won't believe what the church back home did for me. Mm. They said, what? They raised over $6,000 for us to go, to go to Belize. I said, that's amazing. The kids and the families and the church raised that much money. But when I saw what you guys did, I thought about this promise, and I saw it happen last week during your annual business meeting. As I listened to the financial report for Christian Life Church and what happened in the year of COVID, and I saw his faithfulness. This verse says that God will supply what you need according to yeah. his riches and glories when you give without expectation of giving and you support missions. And it blew yeah. my mind. You guys raised $6,000. I shared that with a missionary, and she said, what? <laughs> Children raised what? I said, look, that's what they do. They believe in giving. So I want to say Thank you, y gracias, muchas gracias. I didn't break into Espanol because lo siento mi Espanol es muy bueno. No, es mal. No, no hablo Espanol. Hablo inglés solamente como está buenos días. You know, all those other things that no entiendo. No entiendo, ¿sí? Mi Espanol es loco, ¿sí? Muy loco. Ah, oh, por favor, inglés solamente. Oh, okay, gracias, gracias, niños. Venga, gracias. Okay, so thank you so much. And just to let you know, um, and again, this is not a 
commercial, but I'm going to have the privilege to share with you guys on the 19th of this month, and I'll be able to share a little bit more about what happened during our time yeah. in Costa Rica and what's happening in the future. I have now four words. It's a new part of my vocabulary. They say, so what are you going to do next? I don't know yet. I used to say, I don't know, but now it's I don't know yet because the Lord is directing each simply. So Pastor Bella, welcome, cool, and um, okay, so... Have I used my five minutes? <laughs> yeah. All right. Gracias y gracias. That's goodbye you. and goodbye. Right <laughs> it's awesome. Amen. We love Pastor Frank. Well, that is so awesome, and we're so grateful for the giving that you've brought to our church and to Pastor Frank that we love so very much. Kids, I'm so proud of you faithfully bringing your money, your parents' money, um, every last Sunday of the month. We are so impressed at how much money you have. Like, it's just amazing. We love you so much. So today, I thought it would be awesome um, if we opened up our service with the phrase that we do in kids' life, kind of like how you guys do your Benedict every um, Sunday. So we would like to do that together. So I'm going to say it, and then you would repeat it back to me, if you will. I am chosen. I am am a child of God. And God is pleased with me. All right, now this time, say it like you mean it. You ready? All right. I am chosen. I am a child of God. And God is pleased with me. Amen, amen. Well, today's message is going to come out of our Kids Life verse, which is Matthew 19, 14. So if you have your Bibles, kids, remember Matthew's in the middle of our book, of our Bible. Good job. So we're going to turn to Matthew if you have your Bibles. If not, we're going to put it up on the screen. And what we're going to do today is we're basically going to take apart this verse. We're going to get down to how Jesus was actually feeling, what the actual emotion was happening, and the context that this verse took place. So even though the verse is tiny, it's got a lot of stuff in it. So we're going to do that together today as we love on our children. So I'm going to read Matthew 19 verses 13 through 15 out of my Bible to you. It says, then people brought little children to Jesus for him to place his hands on them and pray for them. But the disciples rebuked them. Jesus said, let the little children come to me and do not hinder them for the kingdom of God belongs to them. So let's talk about the setting of the context which is taking place briefly. So Jesus was talking in a discussion with the disciples when all of a sudden an interruption happens. Anybody know what that interruption is? The kids, right? So the kids and the parents were coming to see Jesus and the disciples were not happy about it. And so in verse 13, it says, the people brought little children to Jesus for him to place his hands on them and pray for them, but the disciples rebuked them. So the children who were brought to Jesus likely would have been around toddler and baby age. They would have been really young. And so some scholars believe that the history and the tradition, which why this is happening, is so that children could come and be blessed by Jesus. So it would have made sense for them to be coming anyways, the children to be brought by their parents, because they wanted them to be blessed by Jesus. And so this was a big tradition, but somebody wasn't happy about it. And so the second part of verse 13, we're going to switch our focus from the parents bringing the children to now the actions of the disciples. Scripture says the disciples rebuked them. The disciples were rebuking the parents. 
And since the disciples were so caught up in what was happening, they probably had thought to themselves, this just isn't the time. We don't have time for this conversation. Jesus, we need to hear what you're teaching on and totally dismissed the blessing that could have gone on in this moment. They didn't appreciate the disruption. Y'all, they didn't appreciate what God wanted to do in this moment. And so here's what I really want us to look at, though. If we had only read Matthew and Luke, which is the two occasions this scripture happens, we would have never understood how actually Jesus was feeling, which is found in Mark 10, all right? And this, look, this verse always gets overlooked, and so I'm going to read it to you. It is Mark 10, 13 through 16. It says, they brought young children to him that he should teach, touch them, and his disciples rebuke those that brought them. But when Jesus saw it, he was much displeased. I'm gonna put this chart up on the screen for you to see the different translations. If you see in Matthew and Luke, the highlighted part, they seem it very simple. So you could have imagined when this verse was taking place that Jesus was like, oh, it's okay, we're gonna brush off what the disciples are saying, let little children come to me. But in fact, Jesus was displeased. I can imagine him saying, move, get out of the way, I want these children to come to me. What on earth are you doing? The disciples were so caught up in the message that they didn't realize that the message was the children and the families, not the discussion that was taking place with Jesus. And he taught them a very important message here that this is the value, right? not the discussion that this was the value. And so I did a word study on the word displeased just to really understand how Jesus was really feeling because he was really angry, y'all. He was, he was not happy with what was going on. And so it says, the, the discretion of this says, to grieve primarily meant to feel a violent irritation physically. In fact, grieve does not even adequately express the righteous anger of God in this passage. There isn't even a word for how mad Jesus was. Can you just imagine Jesus being angry? I mean, we know him as such a gentle God and we know what the Old Testament says about him, but now knowing who Jesus is, this was the one thing that really made him angry. It was important to him. So what, what made Jesus displeased? Well, we know that his anger was focused on the disciples, but really it was because the children and families were not welcome to him. There was a barrier, and that was not what Jesus wanted. He wanted them to come and be welcomed. So if we think as a disciple in this moment of scripture, let's place ourselves in this story for a second, right? They really felt that children were not important in this moment, right? They were an interruption, they were less important. And to take it a step further, in the book Rock Solid by Larry Fuller, he says, get ready for this, the disciples thought adult issues were more important than ministering to children. I'm gonna say that one more time. The disciples thought that adult issues were more important than ministering to children. Do we stop in our conversations or do we see them as an interruption, right? Do we make room for them in our day-to-day -day lives? Do we not look at them as, oh, I'm in an adult conversation, child, I can't talk to you right now? Or do we pause like Jesus did and put that conversation on hold and let them know that, no, you can come to me just how Jesus welcomes you to come to him, right? It's beautiful. 
And so this blew my mind though. This, this was like the icing on the cake for this scripture. Jesus' reaction was so strong. There is only one other occasion in scripture where he was this angry. And this was found in Luke 19, his reaction with the money changers. There is only one other account, y'all, where he was this angry. Jesus was very serious and very passionate about making it know who his value was in. And his value was in those children. He was angry because the children were not a priority. He was angry that you would think that a pause in a conversation was worth more than the lives of children and families. Who knows what those children and families brought to that moment that day? Who knows what they were carrying when they, all they wanted to do was be blessed by Jesus and the disciples said, stop, I rebuke you. And Jesus got right in front of that and says, no, I rebuke you. I want these children. Get out of the way, right? I just imagine, I sometimes imagine Jesus as being sassy. I don't know if that's just because I'm a girl, but like, with his long hair. So I'm like, no, man, these little children come to me. Uh, but he, I just, <laughs> I love my Jesus, y'all. Uh, amen. And so this moment, the disciples, there was another verse I wanted to take from um, this book. Larry Fuller says, the disciples simply didn't see children as they should have seen children. But Jesus did right? They were chosen in his eyes. So why am I sharing this with you today? Well, maybe it's because we live in a world that doesn't see children as they should see children. Chosen, right? This is the kingdom of God. So why in the world would we call them an interruption when actually they are wanted by the king, right? And so instead of being an interruption, we should turn them into a wanted child who's chosen by the kingdom of God, right? Yeah, yeah, let's give it up for that. God has not only called them chosen, but he has called you chosen. Mom, dad, uncle, caretaker, brother and sister, whoever is over the children in your home, you are also chosen by God to be the shepherds of his flock, right? And you've been given a beautiful role, an honorable role to take care of these children and bring them to him. Jesus says, let the little children come to me. And it's our role as parents and authorities over our children to make room for that and bring them home to know Jesus, right? And so are we making room for our children today or are we seeing them as an interruption, right? That mind shift is so important because we can get so caught up in how the world views our children and they don't view them like we should, right? And Jesus is making it a point today that we change our mindset and them not be an interruption, but now be a chosen child that's wanted by the kingdom of God and wanted by you, right? Amen. And so this isn't just a verse that we're wearing on our shirts every Sunday. This is a lifestyle that Jesus has called every single one of us to. And I'm not talking about your children just at home. I'm talking about kids in kids' life, kids all over the globe, kids where Pastor Frank is going, kids all over the world. Jesus has called every single one of us to not let them be an interruption, but to be chosen by a God who sees them, loves them, and hears them. Yeah, and so it's our job to get in the place of that and not let that be a barrier of the people who rebuke children because they think adult conversations are more important than them because it's not. It can wait. Their life is so valuable, they can't wait. And we know they can't wait, y'all. They gotta go 24 seven on the clock to the bathroom. They can't wait. They wanna talk to you, they wanna hear you. And if you know your kids and love your kids like I know you do, you know that they want your attention. And you know they want to know God because they're here in this room today and these kids want God. These kids are on fire for Jesus. Sometimes I'm just like, whoa, where did you even learn that? They learned it from their Lord. 
They learned it from you because you're making room for them, right? And so our purpose statement for Kids Life is where every child is loved, seen, and heard. And we live that out in every capacity of our ministry. We wanna make sure that that's carried home with you. And so the biggest flaw that the disciples made in this scripture was that those childs were not loved, seen, and heard by them. But Jesus loved, saw, and heard every single one of them. He said, you are valuable in my eyes. You can come to me at any time. It doesn't matter the conversation. I love seeing and hear you right now in this moment. And that is so beautiful. So do we make it known? And I'm not talking about just having a brief conversation and waiting for the conversation to end. I know sometimes our kids can ramble on about things that maybe we have no idea what they're saying, but do we make it known that they are loved, seen, and heard by us? And I'm not just talking about taking a moment. I'm talking about getting low and your conversation with them and letting them know not just by your words, but by your action and your body language that they are loved, seen, and heard by you. Because if I picture Jesus, I don't picture Jesus standing up looking down at his children. I picture Jesus down in the front where his children are corralled with them saying, you are loved, seen, and heard by me right now. And you're going to take that with you as you live out your life because I'm not the kind of God that says I love you right now and maybe later. I'm the kind of God that's with you forever. I'm the kind of God that loves you right now when you're three years old and and when you're 15 years old. I want to be your God forever. And so God's given us this amazing opportunity with our children to not fall into the weight of the world, but to love like Jesus loves, effortlessly and silly. You can be silly like God is. I believe he's silly with our children. I do. I really do. I mean, we've learned how to have fun and worship God at the same time. Do you do that? Come on now, somebody. We can have fun and worship God at the same time. Hallelujah. Thank you. That's amazing. I love our God. I love our God. And so really what I just wanted to get across today was that our children are seen by a God who loves them. And I know you know that, but I know you also know that it is so easy to get caught up in the mundane of the world and just carrying on our business, that it is so easy to neglect the conversations because they don't hold value or we think that they don't. When really, if we would have taken one moment, Jesus took one moment and paused and made room for the kingdom of God, and oh Lord, that would have been a blessing. And so if we can take anything from the message today, let it be this. Let your life show that these kids know that they're loved, seen, and heard by you in the grocery store, walking to, taking your kids to school. There are hurting children everywhere. And not just in our homes, but in our daily lives, there are children who need to know that they have safe angels everywhere who they can walk by and know, okay, maybe I can be safe with that person because who I'm with right now is not providing safety. So we need to be aware of that for our children. We need to let our light that Jesus has given us overflow and let the little children come to us. God has given us this scripture, this movement, so that now it's not just a thought, but it's a movement that we can bring into our homes and practice every single day with our children. It takes work. It's not easy. Kids don't want to listen all the time. I know that. I'm sure you do. But they're worth it. They are worth it. They're not an interruption. They are wanted by the king so badly 
they are wanted by him, and so are you. So it's an honor to be their shepherd. It's an honor and a role. See your role as an honor, not as a, oh, this is so exhausting, because I know it is. But God didn't call you to this exhaustion alone. He's given you a church. He's given you people. He's given you leaders to step into your home with you and help you when things are hard. Because he wants our children to feel loved, seen, and heard in every capacity of their life, even when it's hard. Because then they'll take that and they'll carry it on to the next generation, the generation after that, and now it'll be a ripple effect of who God is. And he said, let my little children come to me and you listened. You listened. Yeah, you listened. So I know this message is a little bit short today, but I really just felt like I didn't need to talk long about the point of this message today because God's already stirring in you. I believe that God's voice is maybe even be trickled in your mind right now that maybe I need to give a little bit more effort in my conversation with my children. Maybe that adult conversation didn't matter as much as this conversation would have, even if it's about Barbies, who cares? Come on, we gotta have moments with our children. We gotta have seconds with our children because time is ticking, the world is moving, COVID happened. We were alone with our children for so long and some of us maybe could have thought that that was the worst thing in the world, but oh my goodness, how awesome was that? they get to have 24-7 access to you. It's amazing. Children need to know that they have access to you. They are loved, seen, and heard by a God who made them and made you to be their caretakers, right? And so we're going to call up. I'm going to call up the worship team, and they're probably already in place. And we're going to do something a little bit special today and bring it back to maybe what we used to do in this church. I'm going to ask all of our children and families, if you are comfortable, to come up to the front of the altar time. And we're going to pray a special blessing over you.